hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome. Then she kissed me. Love this damn song. Because it's one of my favorite, like, kind of classic Motown hits. The Ronettes, I believe, did this. And it's Then He Kissed Me. And so when I'm listening to the Love Gun album by Kiss, which is a badass album, and this is the final song, I'm like, oh my God, a rocked up version of one of my favorite Motown songs? Because it, it captures the content. The feel of the song really does capture what it's about. Well, and you know, there's... No, I mean, I had it crazy about three years ago. I felt, and I've told, I probably told you stories about this chick, and I'm not going to tell her name. And I can look back on it now going, man, I was in such a sad state. But she loved drama. I think she still does to this day. And, uh, like, she had been pulling my heart around every which way. Yeah. And I thought I had screwed up, really screwed the pooch. Instead of getting an opportunity to screw her. And, uh, to put it bluntly. And uh, I saw her the next night, and I was just, like telling the group that we were hanging out with up at Auburn, like, I'm, I'm going to go, and I'm walking towards my car, and it's like this song. She comes running from, Joey, Joey, and I'm like right next to my car, and she like grabs me, and she kissed me. And like, this song could be playing. It was like, I should be miserable, but it's like, oh, really? I felt like a stupid freaking kid again. I did. Well, and you know... And it's such a fun feeling, but it's also a little torturous, too. It is weird that you played that song tonight. I had no clue that's what you were going to play. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, and I'm, I'm going to say it as nicely as I can, she asked me the question one night, would you rather kiss me or... Oh, that. Yeah, and yes, I mean that. Right. And and I told Lauren, I said, I would rather kiss you. There's something about kissing someone. It's very intimate. It's uh, yeah. well, I I don't, and, and that's the. 
a good question. Is it the intimacy of, I mean, you're putting your mouths together and your bacteria together and mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about like it is weird petting kissing no just, no just, just a kiss a kiss no think of the most innocent like sweet just teenage angst full of hormones that those hormones just shot through your body and I know I I'm not that far removed from it I, I can remember being 15 14 and when you do the lean are yeah. they gonna do the lean and or are the they little, gonna do the turn and just a little Heck, is like the greatest thing in the world. And as opposed to like now, it's still great, but you have more perspective. You've experienced other things, and but you it's know, still good. Yeah, and, and I think it, it starts uh, uh, like your first kiss with someone. I would say that starts as acceptance. I accept you. Yeah, I like you. I care for you enough that, yeah, you know, you can, you know, touch my face <laughs> but i mean after i mean we've been together for 25 years pretty much 24 and a half and i still remember our first kiss and, okay that's and what even, i mean what even i want to like hear about last night yeah this morning i mean well, it's, I, every I, time right. i do it it is it is still it's one of those weird things. It's special every single freaking time. Well, and that's awesome. It is. But I want to hear about, since you say you remember it, and I want to open up the phones. Anybody wants to tell us about their first kiss with anybody. It doesn't have to be with their current wife. Uh, Clay is special in that way. Southern Wood, you really, and I don't, I'm not, I know, I have this thing where my voice always sounds sarcastic. Like, I mean it. That's awesome. So in a second, I want to hear about your first kiss, but anybody else wants to tell me about first kisses, whatever. It's a weird thing to remember because I started going through my head just now, like all different people. Like, what was the first time you kissed somebody? And the folks you can't remember where it wasn't special, I, you know, that's it's weird how the folks that are really special, you remember the first kiss. So anyway... Two seven two nine two two eight is the number if you want to call. So in. you want to hear about my very first kiss or my first kiss with my wife? Let's start with your very first kiss, and then we'll go to the one with your wife. Uh, I won't give her whole name, but my very first girlfriend was Deborah, mm-hmm. and I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> so how old is fourth grade? grade? What is that like? Six? No, it's like. <laughs> Nine years old. Nine in the years. Nine, nine, yeah. <laughs> it's nine years old. Eight or nine. Yeah. I was. I was a little bitty fella, and uh, I remember kissing her on the playground, and I didn't even know what in the hell I was doing, and it really was a really bad kiss. She had hard lips. You ever kiss somebody that's got hard lips? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That hard lips suck. Right. I, they're 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 god awful. Right. I, I, I can't stand that, but. Lauren and I, we went on our our first date, and I took her home. Uh, after mm-hmm. we got through, we had gone dancing. I, I think I've already told the story. We went to Pure Country, and we lined, we were country line dancing deals. And we went to, uh, what was the name of that place? I can't remember. There was a... a Restaurant Chili's over there by the East, by the Montgomery Mall. We went <laughs> that, to Chili's. That, that special place, 
chilly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and and she talked <laughs> incessantly. She would not shut up, yeah. and her nose flared. And that kind of bugged me a little bit. I was like, I don't know if I can put up with that. Because, I mean, I it, little things kind of bug me uh, about, about people. And I was like, oh, her nose flares when she's talking. And she was talking about all her brothers and sisters and this and that. And she she kept doing, yeah, this is great radio. Y'all can see me flaring her nostrils out while she was talking. Sure. And so, but anyhow, we got through. And at the end of the night, I took her home and went to the door and and she gave me the look okay you know you know the look the longing the look of love you know you got the look of the longing look that was fun see you later and the hand comes up and it's over or it's the look of where they do the dip and the turn and they yeah. kind of lean in oh i know the dip and the turn and they say good night yeah Will you call me tomorrow? And this is before cell phones and all that kind of stuff, which I actually had a techno phone. I was kind of high class back sure then. Sure you were. A bag phone. Right. And uh, and I looked at her, and and I can I can still remember. I looked at her and I I put my hands, uh, on like right at her ears on both sides. And I just, I just pulled her to me, and I just, I gave her a kiss. And as we pull back, she reached back in for another one, and I pull back. No tongue, no nothing. And she looked at me, and she was like, "Hmm." It was and electric. I, I said, "Electric." It, it actually was. It, and and I was, I mean, I walked to my car, and I was like. Holy crap. That was amazing. I'm right. <laughs> no, and it's one. like the song is like, I want her to be my wife. Like, and I didn't know, you didn't necessarily know right then, but it's like, this is something damn good right now. Yeah. And and then years later, or, or it's like years later, Ooh. months later, she was like, man, I really wanted you to kiss me more. And I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. That's why I pulled back. For that reason, right? Well, you got to leave them wanting more suspense. Leave them. I'll never forget. I can still see the house. I can still see her. I can see what she's wearing. That's awesome. Oh, she's so beautiful. That's beautiful. Let's go to the phones. William B. What's up, man? You got a first kiss story? Yeah, let me tell you about the the first time I kissed his wife. Wow, I, he didn't hang up on me. Man. Dude. Oh, that is such a, that is such a cheap Come young. on, that was between me and you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll save that story for later. But, uh, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, uh, actually... My wife now, who is my second wife, my first wife passed away, but uh, uh, mm. my, my wife now, I can tell you, uh, it was uh, uh, not first kiss, but a first touch, and it was just like an accidental brush the hand, and uh, man, it was electric. Yeah. Really? You know, yeah. And, 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 you know, I'd always heard like, yeah, you know, but man, yeah, uh, that was just, just an accidental brush of the hand, and uh it was electric, man. I mean, just, you know, 
we we both felt it and it's like damn this is this is something here you know yeah mm-hmm. and, and see that's what I, I don't i don't get how that stuff works but you just it's like sometimes you just know that you know and yeah. it's like why I don't know why. I just know that I know. It's just chemistry. Well, you think about Emily. Think about Emily and fiance. Right. I mean, they dated for like two months. Right. And I thought she was joking. She sent me a picture. Said she's engaged. He engaged me this weekend. And I was like, oh yeah, ha ha ha. But but I I knew the first time I saw those two together, I was like, that's a these cats are. They're made she, for each other. Mm-hmm. She she drug him to Mobile, and that's when that happened, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly where it happened. <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about when you did, you know. And there's some stuff. I don't have time to get into it right now, but there's some some parallels in our lives, uh, uh, myself and my wife, uh, that just it's weird, you know. Uh, the I, I'll I'll just. I'll just say this one, and, and this is this is really really strange to talk about. But the night that my first wife passed away, and I, I never I never met my wife now. Yeah. Uh, but the night that my first wife passed away was also the end of her marriage, which was in uh, divorce. Hmm. Uh, you know, and we didn't know each other, didn't even live in the same state at the time. But that's just one of the things. That's, that's uh, yeah. that that I, you know, we talked about it, you know, and and uh, things just seemed to seem to be leading our paths together. It faded or destined or it's yeah, serendipitous. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's uh yeah it's it's really strange. I <laughs> I don't have time to get into all of it right now, but I can tell you about it one day, man. It is it's uh well, it, it's it's freaky. One day I would like <laughs> to hear it. Freaky and all. Appreciate it, William. <laughs> all right, man. See you. See you. Thank you, William. Yeah, and but here's the thing. It, you're, we're talking about stories that it have led to wonderful stories that are, like, still ongoing. Like, relationships that still exist. There are some guys and gals that are addicted to that first, the novelty moment. Mm. Where you get used, it's like, oh, it's new and electric, and then it's like, oh, but it's not new and electric anymore. That's why you saying it's still that way with your significant other is awesome. You got a special thing going there, sir. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I don't know. But I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Certain people, yeah, it does. It, and I actually was like that a lot because, well, because it's great. Well, I went out a lot when I was when I was a younger guy. <clears throat> and actually good looking and had hair yeah, right stuff like that no, i know you're lying and uh no i actually was i, I can show you some pictures yeah i've seen I was pretty hot i've seen them <laughs> but uh it, you know it was it was more about the attention mm-hmm. because i got i cannot tell you how many phone numbers i got from girls but it was just about getting their phone number right can i can i get your phone number can i call you and they was like, yeah, this is my phone number. And they would give it to me. I never called them. I, I, wasn't, I was not a player. Right. Uh, it, it, I didn't want to live that type of lifestyle. That You were going, you were a flirt. Yeah. Not exactly. a player, you were a flirt. It was a big... There You're ain't still a, a flirt. I ain't the, there, I'm the biggest flirt on the face of this earth. You really are. And, uh, but... It, it it's was, harmless. It was... 
it still was kind of fulfilling that, oh, yeah, she would like to go out with me. I ain't going out with her. She screwed half the people in this bar right here. I'm not, well, I'm not my, doing that. My very first uh, kiss, I think I've told this before, was on preschool. A girl named Carolyn. And it was like, in preschool you take naps, of course, because you're still, what, you're like four? <laughs> <laughs> so you take naps, and we had these stupid little cots that you would sleep on. And we thought we were being discreet by putting like a, we're like sitting cross-legged, like facing each other on the cot. And we thought we were being discreet, putting a blanket over our heads to where it's like draped over us sitting cross-legged, you know, right across from each other, facing each other, blanket over us sitting on this cot and like leaning in. I remember it to this day. And I don't know whatever happened to her. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I started young. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, now that you mentioned that, that may have been my very first kiss. Oh, Lord. Uh, my first cousin. What? Uh, you kiss your cousin? Hey, I'm from the country, man. Good Lord, we don't have time for that. Let's go to the phones, talk to Lee. Get out of here. Hey, guys. Hey, Lee, what's up? And if you've got a kissing cousin story, Lee, I am going to snap. No, no cousin kissing. Good. Or goat loving. Your your cousins, <laughs> hey, your cousins ain't as sexy as my cousins. <laughs> I got some good looking cousins, though, now. Oh, now, you can kiss my cousins. I don't care. Good God. <laughs> Have you kissed my but, wife? <laughs> not that I know of, but I need to see a picture to be sure. He's sorry to go off the rails. <laughs> I'm an older fella, so anything could have happened back in the, the, the 20 to 26 years. Those, those were the ones that were lubricated with the appropriate libation. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, first kiss at six. Her name was Becky. You were six? And I got a, yeah, and I got paddled for it. <laughs> that's she didn't get in trouble. Yeah, that shows the, the way the times have changed. I got paddled for it because uh, they said that uh, a young lady would never instigate something like that. So, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I got the licks for it, but the best, worst one was... Hey, hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it worth the paddling? Ooh. Was the kiss oh, yeah. worth the paddling? Yes, it oh, yeah. was. Becky, Becky was the apple of every little boy's eye, but I won her heart by winning my uh, grade art contest. <laughs> yeah, I drew a picture of Abraham Lincoln, uh, Superman saving Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> It was atrocious looking back, but wait, wait, you know you saved them at Ford Theater, Superman. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was the art picture. <laughs> she, I still remember she said, "God, Wilkes Booth is behind you." <laughs> she said, "You're amazing." <laughs> All right, I kissed her. You're that's and, uh, genius. <laughs> It's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard in my life. I'm married because of a sunflower poem. I mean, look, you know, you got to use what you got. Do you still have that six-year-old self-artwork of Superman saving Abraham Lincoln for being shot? I'd have to find it, but it's either here or in storage in Mississippi. (laughs) I got to see it. (laughs) I got to see it. But the worst, the best worst kiss was date number three, and I was being a gentleman because I met this girl with mm-hmm. at a friend's house. Uh, it was a uh, post-wedding reception party, right? 
and she was really nice and I asked about her, I said, Who's that girl? And, oh, she's this and that, you know, she's a country girl, gotta be real respectful, all that stuff. Two dates. First date was a movie and dinner, went fine. Second date, uh, we went to a uh uh Jackson General's baseball game and uh then I think we went for a walk around the reservoir. Uh third date went to a uh, theater show at a nice restaurant, right? Yeah. So I bought her a gift. We went uh, to the, some of the shops downtown, and she, there was some kind of gift that she liked. It was like a glass ball or something. I waited a little bit. So walking her back to her apartment, I had, she, and she was probably about, I'm six foot. She was probably five, six, five, seven. So I'm carrying her gift, and I lean in to give it to her at the end of the night, and inspecting a kiss, she takes it and gets on her tippy toes and kisses me on the forehead. Oh, no. And oh. I was like, what was that? She said, I had a nice time again tonight and, you know, went inside. So I called her like three days later after the weekend because this was, uh, I think, a Thursday or Friday. So I called her after the weekend to see if she wanted to do something middle of the week or whatnot. And she said, nah, just, you know, she said, I, I like you. You're a super nice guy, but uh, you just moved too slow for me. <laughs> like, oh, what? wow. What did she expect? I was like, golly. And I guess it wasn't meant to win. be. You got to be aggressive, young Lee. Man. You can't win for losing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the I mean, the most one of the most cold blooded moves a chick ever pulled. I mean, it was the same girl I was talking about before, Uh um, who I just had it bad for, and she had me like wrapped around her finger, could pull me around, manipulate me emotionally every which way, and she like, and she was kind of trying to break it off of me, which was needed, but uh, she wrote something down on a slip of paper, gave it to me, and it. it was Italian. I'm like, what does it mean? And she hands oh it to me, and she goes, it means I love you. And I'm like, oh, my God, you love me? Like Inside, that's how I'm feeling. I'm just kind of looking right. at her mouth agape when she says this. She's like, yeah, it means I love you, but it's like the, you know, like... Buddy. Like a sibling. Like a brother. Oh, Wow. Well, okay, if you love me like a brother, is this like some Luke Skywalker Leia stuff? Because we were doing some pretty weird things before. Like, oh my goodness. Ugh. Oh yeah, that was cold blooded, so- like I love you in Italian, but like a brother. I'm like, oh man. But what uh, this is funny is uh, my wife, I met her. I was working part time at a restaurant while I was waiting for a job as a manager to go through in Montgomery Mall. And uh, so I was waiting tables. And this girl walks in one night, and my sister was a manager there, and she's wearing this black velvet dress with gold flowers on it. I said, holy crap, who is that? Mm-hmm. And my sister was just like, who is who? I said, the girl in the black dress. She said, that's Beth. I said, well, okay, you said it. Like, I'm supposed to know who she is. She said, you've worked here two months. She's a hostess. You walk by her every morning. <laughs> it was, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, I walked by her every morning and didn't notice her stuff. He wasn't happy to hear that. I noticed her in the black dress, though. Well, I appreciate you sharing, Lee. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great night. All right, Lee. Appreciate it. Now, let me me ask you this. Okay, go ahead. We don't have much time. We've got to hit a break. I know. We've got to hit a break. And honestly, I think we're we're a little dude-heavy here. I would like some women to call up with some first-kiss stories. That would be great because... 272-9228. The other side of this coin is what is the worst kiss you ever got? Oh, good lord, that's true. You think about now, that. First for a kisses minute. and worst kisses, and 
I'm talking. That's something to ponder. I can still remember the worst one I ever got in my life. I was like, you know how you, you just it, it, instinctually you close your eyes. Yeah. When you're kissing someone. Right. When your eyes pop open in uh, the middle of it, it's a bad kiss. Sure. I'm telling you, cousin, that's a bad kiss. Right. I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to say your name. (laughs) No, don't do that. That's just rude. But, yeah, we got to hit a break here. And what we're going to do as we hit this break is... What? Don't try to mouth the name. No, don't. We'll come back in with it. Good Lord. You book in. But I've got the perfect song to come back into. Well, you know, I'm sticking to a theme. The Love Gun album. We're coming back. We're taking this up a notch from Kisses to pulling the trigger on the Love Gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wholesome show that amps up. We are not going to discuss that (laughs) the first time you pull the trigger. Folks, I mean, it's one thing your first kiss, you know, you kiss your wife, kiss your, your man, your girlfriend, whatever. But you got to all love that puppy kiss. The puppy kiss. And if you love your puppy, where would you go to take Four care healthy of that pets. puppy? Because yes. you want that puppy to grow up to be strong and healthy, a beautiful coat. Happy puppy means healthy puppy, means a puppy that's going to be wagging his butt, wagging his tail, and giving you kisses. And also the same, I mean, cats... A cat licks weird, but sometimes it's worth it when they're trying to groom you. And you need to do all this by going by 4 Healthy Pets, 4 Healthy Pets. And you can visit them online, 4HealthyPetsOnline.com. Very simple. Top-notch, all-natural brands that leave your pet very happy. And incredible treats. Some, like, cookies and the chicken crack and the meowawana, the catnip. It's just beautifully branded. Turkey crack. I'm going to get some of that for Chad Morris. Big old horns for those dogs that just chew through every little chew toy. You can get like an elk antler. Mm-hmm. Good luck trying to chew through that quickly. Everything over at 4 Healthy Pets. Just say, Teresa, Joey sent me. Joey sent me, Teresa. Go see her. Again, that's the Village East Shopping Center on Atlanta Highway. Same side of the street as Faulkner University. You will not be disappointed, and your pet will not only be healthy, but very happy and ready to give you a big, wet kiss. More of this when we come back. Joey Clark. I think I've decided Kiss has the best rocking intros to their songs. They don't always have the best songs, the best lyrics, but how anthemic just the guitar riffs are. Paul Stanley's a freaking genius. 
just seem annoyed. Well, I'm, I'm a little butt sore right now. This is not the song I requested to come back into. You would think, being a member of the Hall of Fame, you might have a little swing, but apparently not. I'll get but to your song. Your show. Your show. You, do, no, do this you is the album I was listening to earlier today. I'm bringing people into my world. And then he, She Kissed Me is on the same album as Love Gun. It's on the Love Gun album. It's a great album. It's a classic yeah. rock yeah, album. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I see, I mean, how, I see what you're doing song. now. I mean, it's a good song. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all right. I like that song. Sure. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's very enough. It's pretty okay. Now, would you ever um, allow somebody, I saw this story earlier today, to implant small microchips in you? No. To open doors to... Negative. Negative. No. Even if it was... Not, Never. It's not that invasive. It's just a tiny... It's like getting a little shot. Nope. You wouldn't do it? You ain't putting squat in my body. There's one guy who apparently, he's had it installed, and it was short on specifics. And it Love Gun reminded me of, of this, because it's a whole new community, the cyborg community, fusing technology with, you know, traditional human biology and physiology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people are doing it very simply, like, have a tiny microchip put in your hand. It's like a fob, you know, like sensor. So you could open up a door, or you can open up a car, or you can get into sensitive files with that in like a computer without having to put in a password because it's sensing some microchip in you. Mm-hmm. But this one gentleman... And what else is that microchip doing, though? Well, that's a good question, and I wouldn't do it either. It's freaky. It's kind of freaky. But then there's other cool stuff like completely artificially uh, manufactured, like pancreas. Like somebody has pancreatic cancer, you could take out the pancreas. You could tr- it could change the world of transplants, where you don't have people on waiting lists. You could artificially create an organ. That's cool stuff. But then there's always the perverts. And one gentleman, I don't know exactly what this is. And he hasn't even used it yet, though it's been installed in his pelvis. The Lovatron 9000. Now, I might consider that if if I were single, which I'm not, therefore I will not no, but consider apparently, that. Tell it, me more. Apparently it causes vibrations. <laughs> it causes <laughs> his pelvis to vibrate. Now, he has never used this before, at least he claims, that he's had it installed in his pelvis. And I'm not sure how he actually turns it on. It just seems like a bridge way too far, man. Is this like, you remember the old Star, the the original Star Trek, where they would just tap their shoulder and say, Scotty, beat me up. Yeah. I mean, is, is that what it is? Get to the bridge immediately. So, I mean, do you get to that moment and you just... Slap yourself on the hip. <laughs> Slap your hip. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like... <laughs> I mean, that's it's like, just... Damn, I can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Button stuck. 
Oh, man. Some weird people. There's some weird damn people out there. I'm sorry, dude, but yeah. I'm, always, I'm, and I'm the still going to go negative it the, on that one. He's trying to sell it to have other people and get it installed. The Lovatron 9000. It's like, no. I'm not having you put that in my damn hip. Lovatron 9000. <laughs> <laughs> he's, hey, at least he's got a great name for yeah, it. I know. <laughs> it's so genius. Well, let's go to the phones. News Talk, who's this? You're on the air. It's the Master Thespian. Hey, Master Thespian, you interested in having the Lovatron 9000 installed in your pelvis? Well, I think you'd have to give a warning. You'd have to say, Brace yourself, Bridget! Look out, honey, here it comes. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a kind of a couple of funny first kiss stories. Okay. Um, but my first kiss was a young lady named Natalie Bucket. Okay. Uh, don't don't go with any rhyming now. Sorry, that was a real name, and we were in a junior high production of The Wizard of Oz, and she was my first kiss. And uh, she abandoned me because I wouldn't French kiss with her because I wasn't, to begin with, I was, you know, I wasn't really sure what that was. So she broke up with me and, and hooked up with the scarecrow, but, you know. Well, I mean, but, you, uh, you're a Christy, too, man. You don't even dance. I know, I know. But I can move with style. <laughs> so um, the second story involves the production of Camelot. Um, <laughs> uh, we didn't rehearse the kiss mm-hmm. until like the, the final dress rehearsal the, the director when we got to that scene was, yeah I was playing Lancelot another oh. girl was playing uh, Guinevere and they said oh, so you don't need to you know, y'all know how to kiss you don't need to rehearse this so we get to final dress rehearsal and we get to that scene and we hadn't rehearsed the kiss at all so it, it's like a three stooges maneuver I go left she goes left I go right she goes right and then all of a sudden we just pile drive in the middle slamming our foreheads together you know <laughs> we're lying on the ground everybody's laughing the director walks up and says well, I guess we did need to rehearse that, didn't we? So, <laughs> that yeah, is so that funny, funny, Sam. That was fun. But then also, we were in a, a live performance of that show, and Arthur forgot to show up. There was a scene where Guinevere and Lancelot were, you know, oh, Jenny, I, I will go take you with me to France. And Arthur's supposed to walk in and go, hey, what's going on? And we get to that point, and he's not there. And so we look at each other, and I go, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. She goes, Lance, Lance, Lance. Oh, but what if Arthur were here? What if he catches us? About that time he shows up, he had gone backstage and had taken off his pants and heard the lines and went, uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, it was one of those interesting, awkward mm, moments. Yeah. We almost, we almost did Inflaterante Delicta right there on, on stage. Uh, but, uh, you know, kissing is, is one of those things that uh, it, it, you just can't describe it to people. You've got to experience it. You know? Right, right. Right, but uh, this has been a great discussion. So I w- I charge you continue on well, and uh, keep entertaining and enlightening us, and we'll keep listening. Thank you for the uh, thank you, Master Sesbian. Mm, Master Sesbian, thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, let's go back to the phones and go to Crawdad. Hey, Crawdad, what's up? Hey, you guys were talking about cyber things, and uh, and then the other thing with the, First the Cybertron or whatever. Oh, the Lovetron nine thousand. Yeah, the, uh, the nine thousand, not the three thousand. No, the three thousand no. model never oh, went to market. It was terrible for good reason. There was a, a movie uh, from 1973, Woody Allen, Diane Keaton, Sleeper. Have either of you seen it? Sleeper? Sleeper. No. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Master Thespian, if you're still listening, you guys could do a play on that. It would really 
be great. These kids hadn't seen this. Sleeper, and you you, you really want to watch this. It, even if you're not really a Woody Allen fan, which I am not, but it, it's it's right up there with the cyber stuff and the uh, cryo going to sleep and being wakened up. Yeah, it's from 73. It yeah. involves the adventures of an owner of a health food store who is cryogenically frozen in 73 and defrosted 200 years later in an yeah. aptly led police state. Right. Huh. If you haven't seen it, it's it's worth uh, it's worth a look. Uh, they uh, they have a party, and I won't go into spoiling the whole thing, but if you look up this, Orgasmatron. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that I want to actually type that into my Google search uh, there, Crawdad. You don't have to. Orgasmatron is a fictional electromechanical device appearing in the movie Sleeper, uh, which also shows the effects of a related device known as the Orgasmic Orb. Similar devices have appeared in other fictional works. The term applied to a non-fictional device capable of triggering said thing uh, using electrodes implanted. And, and it was one of the funniest things in the movie because Diane Keaton and Woody Allen, uh, she says, hey, would you like to make love? And he says, why, sure. Yeah. And so they step into this booth and then the door closes and all the lights, bells and whistles and they come out and both want cigarettes. Now I'll spoil the movie. Yeah, that that doesn't... If that's how sex is going to be in the future, I, I think we should keep it old-fashioned. It's you, you got to see that one. Another one that's along that line was uh, Barbarella, 1964, with you-know-who. Or maybe... No, know, I don't. Barbarella. You know, Barbarella, uh, Jane Fondle. I mean, oh, Fonda. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good-looking chick. I don't... She, she's a wacko, weirdo... Lefty, but what a waste that's of, a good-looking chick. True. Waste of talent. Um, <laughs> we should talk to Ted Turner. You guys know about cone heads. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Senso rings. Right, right. Yeah. And there's all sorts of weird alien stuff out there, like the Vulcan mind melds. I always mm. wanted to be able to do that. The, yeah? The, the grip. The grip thing. Oh, the, the pinch? The Vulcan neck grip? Yeah, my uncle would, would come up behind you, and he would always find that tendon in your neck and just really get you. Hmm. Clay, you never call me back, buddy. Hurt my feelings. Man, uh, calling you out uh, live on the radio, Clay. Well, he told me earlier, you know, I was listening. You guys. Oh, you no, you said you said call you back in the winter. It's not winter yet. Okay, okay. It's my still call. like 100 degrees outside. Uh, Till this few... weekend. I'll call you after this weekend. How about that? That'll work. All right. Work. All right, Crawdad. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Appreciate oh, it. Later, bye. bye. Well, uh, those are some weird movie suggestions there from Crawdad. Crawdad's interesting. He's, He's well-read and, yeah. and, and... Cultured. Very cultured. Very good. I don't know if it's it. like the highest culture. Uh, apparently not. No. no References. <laughs> movies from... 73. I was born in 73. Good God. Damn. I was born in 88. <laughs> Graduated ninety one. No, I have a feeling. I was in the eleventh grade when you were born, Joe. Things are only going to get weirder, and, and this is why I wanted to open up the show with talking about something fairly innocent um, and wholesome, like a first kiss story. 
and we can get into like worst kiss, I suppose. But because I wanted to bring up the first kiss story in that song that we first came out with, mm-hmm. but, you know, then she kissed me. Because it does seem innocent in those first times and those fuzzy memories that you can tell your kids. Like, oh, those are my f- the first kiss with mom. Ew! <laughs> but you can tell the story. But then the song Love Gun kind of, you know, puts you into a different frame of mind. And you get into things like the Lovatron 9000. And I saw a story where uh, an actual sex robot was put on Tinder and approved. And the guy... I'm not talking about like a, a bot online that's pretending to be a person. No, the guy said, this is a sex robot. Who would want to hook up with it? Just, just to see what dudes would be game. And they said a lot of guys were. They're like, yeah. I don't have any problem with that. Um, that's a little too far. Oh, well, I'll just put it this way. I don't want to be the guy that... Uh, I don't want to be the guy that tests out the prototype. Uh, by any means and then sticking on this theme of sex because I just like the theme you know I think his name's Dennis Hoff the guy who's the head of the the bunny ranch famously out in Nevada yeah he just passed away yeah I think I know what you're talking about and like he just like had his birthday like 72 I believe passed away at the age of 72 hanging out with porn star Ron Jeremy they're good friends and apparently he died doing what he loved. They were partying, kind of living it up. And he was running for state senate in Nevada, though. And he's still on the ballot. And people think he's going to win. And now that would be hilarious. And he's running. And this is what was struck me as cool, because I'm so used to Alabama Republicans and our culture. He was running as a Republican. Because he, he did fight for... The rights of almost what he did with sex work with prostitutes, you know, he's a glorified pimp, whatever. He's running a brothel. But what he did is he took this idea of him running timeshares and he applied it to brothels. And where a lot of girls before he came around uh, were couldn't leave when they wanted to, were sometimes required to work days without end. Like they really were like. It was terrible conditions. He essentially said, I'll give you the facilities. I'll give you the security. And you get to set your own price and give me 50% for giving you the security and the facilities. And you can choose who you want to do it, set your own price, hours, and I'll just give you the venue. And it's it's an interesting person, an interesting story, because he's very... Obviously, and that's liberal in that sense. But then he's a businessman, yeah. and uh, he was running as a Republican. He's probably going to win in that district because he helped a lot of people. Though, uh, and the read-up, uh, the write-up after his death, a lot of people came out praising him. That women um, came out praising him, and then other women. One woman came out and said, "My rapist is now dead." He had faced accusations over the years. Um, people like that really do interest me in the sense that I don't really want to be that guy. I don't want to live that life. But I I think I talk about if, sex if so much because I think Americans have that unhealthy, almost Puritan streak. And all of us do. Well, and, and it's it, kind of uh, it runs could, in American culture. If you're going to be consistent with capitalism, I mean, whether you morally disagree with that which i i definitely do yeah i mean that's and that's fine yeah however 
there are people that morally disagree with drinking alcohol. Sure. They, I mean, they take it to the nth degree that you should never drink any alcohol. I don't hold that against them, but the people that, you know, Anheuser-Busch, congratulations. You know, you make a, a nice profit by producing alcohol for people that want to drink beer. You know, people like that. And, yeah, I mean, sex trade like that. I mean, it, it willing people, it, what is it? Where is it my right to say, no, you can't do that, that's illegal? I can say it's immoral, but I can't say that's illegal. Right. You're willing participants. Well, that's both my of you. general approach to these things. And I, I kind of have to go with you on that one. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a whole freedom thing. Yeah. It's well, like, and it's, it's, it's become such a cliche. It's like, oh, you libertarians, you just want to smoke pot and you want prostitution to be legal. Uh, you want lotteries and gambling to be legal. No, I want society generally to be based on people doing things of their own consent. And you don't have the means of stopping people you morally disagree with. But also, they don't have the means of forcing you to do anything either. It's a two-way street. Yeah, and, and I think that's one thing that hurts the libertarian argument is the faces of, quote-unquote, libertarianism yeah. are a bunch of wacko yahoos. Right. It's, it's not the people like Joey Clark. That well, just I'm a live in, well, I, I, well, we all are right. to, to, to some degree, extent, yeah. and I'm probably a conservative Republican yeah. with with liberal leanings or libertarian leanings, not liberal. That, that makes sense. You know, I mean, that's the way I am on on a lot of social things. I mean, there's some things. Well, like, that's how this Hoff guy was. He he was a libertarian, then he was a Republican. He was he kind of flirted with both. And there is a little bit of overlap there. And I wish there were more Democrats like that. Because I've, if no, you had... No, Democrats have got a line. Well, on the economic stuff. The because there'll be... There's some folks that are culturally left who are uh, very libertarian on a lot of issues. Like on the drug issues. And the, even the mainstream Democratic Party talks, talks a game about it. But I just want whomever's in power, whether it's Trump or somebody else beats Trump in 2020, I don't... Whoever's in power... Let's follow Canada's lead when it comes to marijuana. Please. Please. And I think Trump's going to do it. I was having this discussion last night with my roommate. I think that's up his sleeve for 2020. He, at the federal level, is going to reschedule marijuana, get rid of the federal prohibition, which, number one, for states where it's already legal, will open up the banking system to where it's not some crazy... Cash crop to create yeah. a, a literal cash crop, right? But then it'll leave it up to the states. Now, and I think Alabama, with our with our agriculture already exists and our soil, our coal, our climate would be ripe for growing. <laughs> not just it doesn't have to be marijuana; it'd be hemp. It could be all sorts of stuff. We'd be stupid not to allow it. But uh, I think that's the direction we're going in. And what people will find is it's not some big scary thing. It's not like everybody has to do it. And no, it won't always be perfect. There'll be some idiots who probably get too high and drive or do something like that. But generally, yeah, it'll be better than get drunk and drive. Right, too, it'd be better than legal. people get angry and drive. I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of people stupid put things. Makeup people do. on and drive. Right, eat hamburgers and drive. But anyway, I'm I'm drawing the line though at Lovatron nine thousands and microchips in my hand and. They legalize pot. I'm hanging a plow in the ground, Jack. 
We're going to grow some freaking marijuana. Well, Southern Wood, thank you for joining me tonight. All right. Enjoyed it, Joey. Thank you all folks for listening.